I'm so flattered and excited that on this day before Halloween, I get to talk to Victor von Frankenstein himself. Wait, have I pronounced that correctly? Frankenstein. Damn it! So close, so close. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 882, Meet Frederick Frankenstein. Chicago actor Sean Fortunato is playing Dr. Frederick Frankenstein in the Mercury Theater production of Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks's musical version of his own classic film and now running until New Year's Eve 2023. Sean is an actor whose work I've long admired on stage and who audiences outside of Chicago might know best from his supporting role in season four of Fargo, but I was particularly intrigued to talk to Sean about what it was like stepping into the role of Frederick, not Victor, dummy, a role originated so indelibly by Gene Wilder. It starts out a bit daunting, uh, but luckily with anything like this, you have to think about, for me personally, because I love Gene Wilder so much, I think about the spirit of Gene Wilder and how uh, I love what he brings to a role, but it it's his individuality. It's what makes him unique that makes him so exciting to watch. So I don't try and do anything close to an imitation of him. Um, I just try and think of his spirit uh, and that has guided me. And it's actually, oddly enough, it's the second time I've gotten to do that with an iconic uh, Gene Wilder role. Uh, because when I was, uh, when my son was first born, I was uh, playing Willy Wonka. So <laughs> to get to create another Gene Wilder role has been a thrill. Um, but again, it's his spirit, um, the joy that he brings to a role, and yet he, he approaches his comedy with such um, sincerity and such uh, commitment, seriousness, which, uh, and I, it's fun to hear him talk about that too. Of course, I watched all of the behind the scenes information I could find on Young Frankenstein and hearing uh, from uh, Gene Wilder and from Mel Brooks and Terry Garr and Cloris Leachman. And they all talk about that, the sincerity that you need to play it with um, for the comedy to work. And that, so, yeah, that's, that's something that I have, that I respect about him and see in his work and try and emulate. <laughs> and, and you say that, and that seems like it, that seems so easy uh, and obvious Hmm. Uh, a, a thing to say, and yet you see so many comic performances, particularly on stage, where actors are frequent. We are actors are get frequently given license to do a little bit much. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but yeah, the the comedy is the the best comedy is always grounded by great, great sincerity and commitment. I certainly still battle with getting carried away with a bit or a moment and realizing, oh, I'm, I'm not just living as this guy right now. So it's, it's a constant temptation that I have to constantly be monitoring and saying, oh no, go back to just acting. Just go back to thinking about what he's feeling and playing him sincerely and the honesty of the situation. And uh, that always brings me back to feeling like 
uh, I'm back in the play and that the audience is more with us. And uh, so, yeah, so it's a constant, but as obvious as it may seem, it's still hard to constantly uh, play that, to constantly have that going. Yeah. And as you talk about it, I'm reminded that you gave one of the, the, the most real and funniest performances of Malvolio that I've ever seen, oh, where you. you did. You walked that line of, yes, he's the villain of the piece, to the extent that that piece has one, but you felt for him, good. and because you felt for him, it was even funnier. Good, 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 good. Because I, that's, I mean, that, what I love about Malvolio isn't just that he's funny, but wonderful is that he's funny but that we get to even see this person that we thought we were going to laugh at the whole time and then hopefully by the time he gets to the prison scene hopefully you can connect and feel some sympathy for him and and see his vulnerability and actually care about this guy who used to just be this clown yeah. um and that's i mean that's what i love most about uh, about shakespeare giving those kind of journeys to characters um, yeah, I'm on record as as uh, espousing the firm belief that Twelfth Night is not the tragedy of Malvolio, but <laughs> but uh, yes, you do want to feel sorry for him to a degree, yeah. and that sometimes requires trimming, etc. Um, <laughs> um, and you had to step into. Am I right that you also stepped into another another iconic film role? Didn't you play Buddy the Elf? As well, I didn't play Buddy. I played his dad. I played Walter. Oh, Hubbard. yeah, uh, the James Con role. So you know, no, nothing says musical theater character like James Con. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, that was uh, yeah. So I would, but we did have an actor step in at the last minute into the role. Interesting. Well, and that's interesting too because you know, in the reduced Shakespeare Company, I am frequently the straight. You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm the least comic of the th of the three. Um, and and, and but James Kahn, God, mm -hmm. I guess an arguably a buddy's dad and arguably Victor in Young Frankenstein are sort of the 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 straights against which the more comic and absurd elements bounce, but yet they are comic roles in and of themselves. Absolutely, and uh, that's something that Walter, uh, our director Walter Stern, uh, had talked about the fact that he has seen the production where he is completely the straight man, where Frederick is completely the straight man. He said, but he he thinks that that shifts from scene, and this was something that was also in the interviews. I think Mel Brooks said it that it's something that shifts in the play. That it's not from scene to scene. It's not always that Frederick is the straight man, or that, for example, if you have if you have Igor. If you have Madeline Kahn and Marty Feldman on the screen together, right. that one of them, Madeline Kahn has to be the straight man sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we tried to do in this piece too, was find where those, where those shifts happen. It's not something that we actively looked for, where do these shifts happen, but it's something that kind of organically came about as we were playing it. Yeah, and that's great. And finding, particularly in comic trios, finding the 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 point of focus or or the status in, from moment to moment between mm -hmm. the high status and the lower status characters. Igor is not always the lowest status in a scene. <laughs> no, I guess not. No, because there's someone who has a, uh, an abnormal brain. So, for instance, that, that, that lowers his status a bit. I guess. Yeah. Um. 
Um, I, I'm sorry. This is less of an interview than it is just a conversation about between two schmucks. Um, right. <laughs> You're listening to Tim Minchin randomly standing here with Austin and et al. in uh, Washington, D.C., and you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Wow. Where can you RSC the RSC? This weekend, we'll perform the complete history of comedy abridged in Lewisburg, West Virginia, and Branchburg, New Jersey. And next month, we'll perform the ultimate Christmas show abridged in Princeton, New Jersey, and Reston, Virginia. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Sean Fortunato, who plays Frederick Frankenstein in the musical version of the Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder classic Young Frankenstein at the Mercury Theater in Chicago through New Year's Eve 2023. The Mercury Theater is not a it, it is a is kind of a jewel box. It's mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of sweet size it's narrow and not too deep and it's a great place to see a musical but then you were also Otto Frank in a production of the diary of Anne Frank in writer Cedar's old bookstore space that was so tiny and cramped the audience felt like we were in the attic with the Franks it was claustrophobic terrifying and extraordinarily moving was that as as much like being on a film set as being in a play? It is. Uh, it is a lot. M- m- I would say that the size of the performance is more similar to film. Um, and as much as I have enjoyed the few uh, on on uh, the few film and TV things I've done, um, the immediacy of the response that you get, particularly in the back of the bookstore at the old writer's space. Um, is is breathtaking is it it commands the i i mean the the camera commands honesty as well but the kind of um full immersion into the moment um is just thrilling and you and you feel it with everyone you're on stage with and you feel it from the audience especially with a piece like that um there are so many moments where you can hear a pin drop could hear a pin drop and um it it makes you invest that much more, but it it is um, I don't I I don't want to be like oh our job's so hard, but it is more taxing um, because there's no especially in a play like that where even when we were off stage we were kind of cramped behind a, a door still in the room um, that that there's 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 no release so you are kind of living and I always say that. Um, our bodies often, unfortunately, even when you try and use technique, that our bodies often don't know the difference between the actual pain that we experience and the pain that our characters are experiencing. Right. Um, so that, uh, so that is a thrill to live in. But also, uh, I couldn't imagine. We did that for six months. And I couldn't imagine doing it much longer. And an, as much of an honor as it was to tell the story and tell it in that way. Getting back to Young Frankenstein, I mean, that was, it's a comedy of from a different era, mm-hmm, from almost mm-hmm. 50 years ago. D- uh, did Have you guys found that there are, there are jokes you have to navigate in a different way? 
the, uh, than you used to? I would say the biggest change is uh, isn't uh, isn't as much a moment to moment change by having conversations early on about the agency of the women. Um, that made the that made the biggest shift in the piece, um, and I think that it uh, the fact that our uh, for f- women have more agency and more power, uh, and are embrace their sexuality, um, makes them less of the punchline and more in on the joke, yeah. um, which does not feel like it compromises the piece. If anything, it makes it feel more fresh now. Um, and I love that. And I love that we've we've made that choice, particularly you've got to deal with issues of the fact that in the original that uh, Elizabeth is taken by the monster and, you know, what what implications are there. Uh, we had to make it very clear. I'm glad that we made it very clear that she that Elizabeth is becomes the instigator. She takes over as the one who wants something to happen with the monster. Um, otherwise, it's not a comedy anymore. Um, so, so I'm glad we've made those choices. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. The Mercury Theatre production of Young Frankenstein runs through New Year's Eve 2023. Go to mercurytheaterchicago.com for more information. Then send us your sweet mystery of life via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. Or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks, as always, to hunchbacked henchman Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Susan Rojas. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to comedian and songwriter Tim Minchin, who also wrote the award-winning score for Matilda, the musical. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 882-2646 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I'm just so glad that this became the excuse for us to finally have a conversation because it's uh, I'm a, I'm a fan and it's great to finally have to talk to you. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to the chance to get to work together. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.